0: Okay, so let's learn. So Parshas Mishpatim has a lot of mitzvahs. Has a, lot of, um, a lot of mitzvahs. But one, uh, like I mentioned on Monday already, one common theme that all of Parshas Mishpatim is revolving around mm-hmm. is the concept of Batei Dinim, of Bezdin, having such a thing of a, of a court that the Shail has come to yeah, whenever there's a, a litigation, whenever there's Machlagis, Ruben Shimon, he owes me money. He doesn't owe me money. Whatever the case may be, so their bunshum gave us gave us mm-hmm. deen, and elam means that there's a mitzvah to go to uh, to a vez and a proper vez and it's able to pass in the shilas. So uh, I figured, you know, maybe we'll do a slightly different style of a Wednesday shir, but um, but this was a sugi that was in my head today. So usually, like with me, once I get something in my head, I can't get it out, and I can't get anything else in until. I get that out, so it is what it is, so it's, you're going to have to help me out, okay? So let's talk about a particular sugya, a um, particular aspect of dina tyra of, of of procedural in Vezdin, and uh, we'll see what what we can learn in Avadis Hashem and Dinei coming from that. So the sugiah is basically, the concept that we're going to be discussing for the next few minutes, is the concept of pshara, of making a compromise compromise. So now this is the classic case. You have Reuven and Shimon. They're fighting with each other. He owes me money. He doesn't owe me money. So it's black and white. I mean, you know, it is what it is. He, he owes the money or not. So there is such a thing. There is such a thing. They go to Besdin and they get, a, and the Besdin, you know, investigates, tries to figure out the truth, and they get to the bottom. Hopefully they get to the bottom, uh, bottom of the case, to, to the actual MS, and they clarify that Reuven is right, or, or they, Shimon is right, whatever. There is such a thing as pshara, there is such a thing as a compromise, right? So sometimes Reuven and Shimon, before dealing with Bezdin, they'll just, listen, let's just they'll work this out. You give, you know, you give in a little bit, I'll give in a little bit, they make a compromise. So compromise is such a thing that could take place. But there is a the halacha of pshara even in Bezdin, even in Bezdin. In other words, uh, we usually think of that the job of Bezdin is to passkins to get to the bottom of the, of the reality, what, ha- what actually happened, who, who owes the money, who doesn't owe the money to get to the to the MS. But there is such a thing as Bezden deciding, or we'll see some of the details now, uh, Besdin deciding to go with the approach of Shara, of going with the approach of making a compromise. Now let me, give, let's get a little bit of background in the halacha for a few minutes, and then we'll see where that takes us in Primus, okay? So go like this. <clears throat> I know it's Wednesday night, not Monday night, but, you know, like I said, it is what it is. So, here's the halacha. There's a gemaritzen Sanhedrin on Davavim and Beis. Okay? The gemaritzen Sanhedrin brings down a machlekes, t- hatanayim, machlekes hatanayim. What the halacha is, is bezdin allowed to make compromises? Or are they allowed to, are they supposed to? Are they not not supposed to? The halacha is like this. So the gemaritzen is like this. Rabbi Lazar ben Aishah, Rabbi Yaseh HaGlili Oymar. the son of Rabbi Yaseh said, Asr lef if people come to a bezin, the bezin's obligation in halacha is to get to the truth. To get to the truth, they're not allowed to start suggesting between the two of the litigants that they should compromise. That's not the halacha. They come to the. They want to do that on their own. That's one thing. But if they're coming to bezin, bezin's job is to pask in a shayla, not to make psharas. and said and said uh, Rabbi Lazar, a bezin that does do such a thing that they make a compromise they establish a compromise without without paskening that's a that's a sinful basin that's wrong what's the source of this that bezin's job is to Paskin a the to pask in the truth not to make compromises means that the job of of bezin you know who represent hashem in terms of midi is mishpat their job is to paske, not to make compromises. That's the shita of Rulozim. Yeah. Says the Gemara further, Rabbi Yishu Ben Karcha, Amar, Rabbi Yishu Ben Karcha disagrees, Rabbi Yishu Ben Karcha says, no, mitzvah lov it's a mitzvah for the best and to make a pshar. That, that's the mitzvah, that's what they're supposed to do, to sort of convince Ruben and Shimon to make a compromise. They can't necessarily force them to compromise, but to, uh, to try to you know to get it done, to make a compromise. Shneemer, and the source of, of Rabbi Yishu Ben Karcha is a pasik in Zacharyah. The Passoc says, Emes, u-mishpat shavtu that the Navi says to the Jewish people that you should judge in your cities a mishpat shalom, a judgment of peace. Says Rabbi Shubban Karacha was a judgment of peace. Judgment usually is not peaceful, and peace is usually not a judgment. So a mishpat that has shalom means a psharah. It means a It means a compromise. He gives in a little bit, he gives in a little bit. That's mishpat shieshpai shalom. That's Rabbi Shubban So it's Rebbe Lazar says, it's usher to make a compromise, for Bezdin to make a compromise. Again, uh, before they come to Bezdin, they could obviously, that will be, be a nice suggestion. But once they come to Bezdin, Bezdin's job is to pass. That's Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Shimon Karcha says, no, no, mitzvah let It's a mitzvah to do that. Okay. Now what's interesting is, is that the Gemara says, the Gemara explains over there, and again, you're not gonna, you don't have the Marmachos in front of you, so I'm not going to bog you down with the details. But the Gemara basically goes to the following thing. Rebbe Lazar quoted a Pasch. The Pasch so, what does Rabbi Yishev karcha do with that? Rabbi Yishev karcha just sort of, I get, I guess, from Rabbi Yishev and perspective that there's a mitzvah for the bezin to make up sure. There's like two conflicting psukim. There's a pasuk which seems to indicate that bezin's responsibility is to paskin, is to make up sack kamishbud l'lekimu. Yet Rabbi Yishev karcha quoted this pasuk in Secharia that there should be a mishpat of shalom mishimi in an end of a compromise. So what's the so what? What does Rabbi Yishev and uh, you know, so uh, what does he deal do with the, the Pasuk of K'amish below the So the Gemara in the Bavli says the following idea, that when Rabbi Shuban Karchas says there's a mitzvah to make a p'shara, it doesn't mean that they should mamish go out of their way to make a p'shara. Says the Gemara as follows, that the, obliga- the mitzvah to make uh, to make a compromise on Bezdin is the following thing, that when people come to Bezdin, the Bezdin has to offer them two options. The Bezdin says the following language, I'dina veisu, ipshar Do you want a psak? Or do you want compromise? That's what Bezdin says. If the, if the people say we want a compromise, yeah, if they say we want a psak, bezdin doesn't push it. So this is how the Bavli understands that even Rabbi Shuban Karcha agrees, listen, the Pasek does say, Rulaz is right, it says, It says that Bezdin's primary responsibility is mishpat. I, Rabbi Shimon Karcha says, yeah, but there is a Pasek in Zachari which says there's an inyan of making shalom. So it says Rabishabankharcha, okay, that's what I'm that's what I'm suggesting, says Rishum and Karcha. That there's a mitzvah, at least for Bezin to offer the option in the beginning, that if you want, we could try to help out to make a shara. You don't want it? Zuntate. That's the way the Bavli presents it. Okay. <clears throat> What's interesting is is the Yerushalmi is not like that. There's a Yerushalmi in the beginning of a Sekhassin that also records this machlakis between Rabulazar versus Rishub and Karcha. The say says, "Aser to make a compromise, Bezdin cannot make a compromise." And Rabbi Shulban and Rabbi Shulban No, mitzvah Lutzai. But there's a difference between the Bavl'i versus the Yerushalmi. In the Bavl'i, even Rabbi Shulban that said there's a mitzvah to make a compromise, it wasn't. It, it was they, they're not supposed to be pushing it at all. It's just they have to present that option in the beginning of the nitar. If the people don't want it, okay, then 100%. Then Bezdin reverts back to its primary role, which is to that was the Bavli's understanding. So even so, in the Bavli, the mitzvah of and Karcha is a very subtle thing. It's, uh, again, the primary obligation is Pesach. We have an obligation as a mitzvah to offer the possibility of Peshara if they so choose. In the Rishalmi, it's not like that. The Rishalmi says, no, no, no. According to and Karcha, that says there's a mitzvah to make a Shara because of the pasuk in Zechariah, Mishpat Shalom, that there should be a Mishpat of Peace, says the Rishalmi, according to Rishuvan Karcha, that pasuk that Rabbi Lezer quoted, Kem mishpat that doesn't mean regular pasuk. Mishpat over there also means pshara. It means that according to Rishuva and Karacha, the primary obligation of the bezdin is really to promote pshara. That's what the Rishami says, and in fact, the Rambam Paskins is like that. The Rambam Paskins in Hilchas and Hedrin, he says the following thing. I'll just share with you the language the Rambam says that when people come to bezdin, mitzvah La lebaladinim. First of all, obviously the Bezdin should present to the people that are coming. But then writes him, that you that you have the option of wanting Upsak, but you also have the option of Shara that so far I like the Bavli. But then says the Rambam, he adds in the But you should know that although they can't force Reuven and Shimon to make a pshara, you can't force it, but if they a bezdin that is very good at convincing people to make psharas, and they usually make psharas. Harizim meshubach—that's a praise the bezin. That's really what the bezin is supposed to be doing. And and the Rambam goes to quote the pasuk in Zechariah mishpat shalom. That's what the bezin is supposed to do. And the Rambam is coming from the Yushalmi. So we have an interesting machalikas between the and the Yushalmi in terms of the role of bezin, the role of bezin regarding psharas, and what is the primary, the primary, the the, the ideal. Mahalach, the bezin is supposed to be taking. According to the Bavli, the primary and the primary uh, role of bezin is to it. It's true that they have to at least offer to Reuven and Shimon that there's a possibility of Psara, but not more than that. They just offer it; they're not pushing it. That's not. That's the Bavli. Rishali says, no, 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 no. It's true that they that they that they offer both, but they also have to be pushing pshara. They should be pushing pshara, and a bezin that's good at pushing compromise. And getting people to compromise without having to go the route of apsak that's a praiseworthy best that's a praiseworthy best okay and the rambam Paskins is like do Shalmi over the bavli which happens sometimes it's not uh, it's not a crazy thing but this happens sometimes okay so the question is the question is what's the the previous going on over here? what and what's fundamentally what's fundamentally being told to us and avoid this hashem you know uh you know, you know like like i mentioned many many times you guys are all used to this idea already that when you're dealing with something in nigla something in tyra it's never just telling you how to physically live everything in Tyra is telling you something about yourself about your avid hashem how to be a good jew right now especially the concept of bezdin dealing with complexity of life we're, every single one of us is a Bezdin going through life and dealing with complexity. We might not, have, like, we might not be three people sitting in a room with uh, Ruven and Shimon and coming to us. But every single time we deal with anything confusing in life, that means that we're a Bezdin. It means that we're a Bezdin. We're trying to figure things out. So to understand exactly what Bezdin's primary role is and this the sugi of compromise and the difference in the Bible, the Yushalayim, and so on, we're going to see its, it's Negea to, to the Nefesh in a very, very deep way, in a very strong way. So let's put that to the side. Okay, we have this Machalak Bavli Rishalmi. We have to figure that out. Okay, number one. Number two. This idea of Bezdin making a compromise, of, trying, of working it through, again, whether it be in the Bavli's version where they just present the possibility, you know, and let's see if the people bite, or it's in where they're pushing it. But in either case, let's say the person, the, the people choose, you know, let's, you know, let's talk and do a compromise. So now Bezdin is trying to work it through. Given a little bit of here, given a little there, yeah, they're trying to work out a compromise. Here's the question. Here's the question. When Besden is functioning as a body that's facilitating a compromise, what are they doing exactly? What are they doing exactly? In other words, when when, when people come to Besden, Ruben and Shimon again they're arguing, and Besden is poskining, then we know what's happening. Besden are taking, taking the lead. Not only are they taking the lead, Ruben and Shimon are sitting quietly, right? That you Ruben and Shimon present the case. His right? witnesses, or whatever the situation might be. And now, quiet. Reuven and Shimon are no longer, they're no longer the, have any day over here. They have no they have no any day. They have no opinions. That's not their thing. Now, Besden, they're in the driver's seat, and they're doing what the Besden does. So they issue a Psaq, they go through the Sokia, they go through the case, and they issue a Psaq. So in a regular situation where Besden is poskening, it's all Besden. And Besden has the Kayach, they have the strength, they're the ones that are issuing a Psaq. The question is, what is happening, and what is in doing when they're just facilitating compromise? Option one is, like what I just, like what I just said, they're just facilitators. That's what they're doing. Really, what's happening is that Reuven and Shimmer are working it out. <laughs> that's what it is. Just sometimes when you have people that are arguing with each other, they can You know, you need someone else to sort of help nav- help them navigate, like a you know, like a ther- like a monetary therapist. You know, that's, that's you know, that's what it is. Just to sort of help them communicate with each other. And figure out amongst themselves what works and what doesn't. So, one option is so, even though you have three people there and they're dayanim and they have smicha and it's a whole thing, but they're not really functioning as a bezin at that moment. They're just, again, they're just facilitating open communication and dialogue between Ruven and Shim, and Ruven and Shim works it out. Ruven and Shim works it out. That's one possibility. Uh, this, this possibility. Is the opinion of a number of rishonim, of many rishonim. So, for example, again, I'm not going to bog you down with the sources and everything like that, but the sheet of taitzvus and Rashi and the Ran, a number of rishonim and Rabbeinu Yaina, many rishonim and Sinhedrin go with this approach that when bezdin are, are are when a pshar is taking place in bezdin, again, whether it be in the Bavli that they just took debate, or it's the Ushami after bezdin pushing, what bezdin are doing are the, they're just facilitators, and what and the actual. The pshara itself is really something that Reuven and Shinar are doing on their own, and Bezdin is just there to help out, you know, to make sure that there's no yelling and screaming. That's, that's what Bezdin are doing. That's the opinion of, of many Rishanim, and there's enough kavina. I'll tell you the enough There is a interesting halacha. The Gemara says in Avodah Zara, we know that one of the rules of Bezdin is that you don't need for a pshak to happen. Bezdin does not have to be unanimous, right? That's why Bezdin is always an odd number, because you could have two out of three is also fine, right? So. So if let's say uh, there's a court case and, you know, the question is, is the guy chayev or not, whatever it is, and the bezdin of three people, so two say one way, okay, so you go with the majority, Achrei Rab Mahatis. Says the Gemara Nevaidah that's only true when Bezden are functioning as Bezden, because there's a rule of Bezden of Achrei Rab Mahatis. Says the Gemara Nevaidah but if Bezden are not functioning as Bezden, what are they, the, the, now, the Gemara is just talking about some other random case, which I'm not going to complicate, but says the Gemara Navadizara, the only time, put it this way, the only time there's a concept of majority rule for, is when Bezdin is functioning as a Bezdin. So therefore, say the Ran and uh, the Rajma and many Rishanin. Well, if Bezdin are now dealing with a Peshara, so the question is, let's say Bezdin sort of amongst themselves, they figure out what a proper Peshara is going to be. But well, let's say it's a it's a disagreement within the Bezdin. So do you go based on majority, right? So two out of three feel that a proper compromise would be the guy should pay thousand dollars and be Michael on the other thousand dollars, you know, whatever. And one uh, one person the Bezdin says, no, nah, no, nah, that's that's not the right numbers. The numbers should be like this for the compromise. Do you go based on majority? Say the Ran and say the Rajba. Bezdin is not functioning as Bezdin right now. They're just they're just facilitators of Ruven and Shimon. And because they've been chosen by Reuven and Shimon as the ones to sort of help the process of figuring out the pshara, but they're not functioning as a bezdin, the rules of Mahatis don't apply. And in order for and and if in order for this, uh, you know, for for the pshara that has been accepted, that, that you know, the Reuven and Shimon sort of are going to accept the pshara that's decided by bezdin. In order for that to stick, it has to be unanimous because they're not functioning as bezdin. They're the, they're facilitating a b'shara. it's not a function of bezdin. That is the opinion, like I said, of many rishanah. This is not the shita, however, of the Rambam. This is not the shita of the Rambam. The Rambam holds not like that. The Rambam holds, and I'll show you where the source of this is, the Rambam holds that even when bezdin are, they're not pascuing, but they're working through a b'shara. they are functioning as bezdin. They're functioning as Bezdin. The example, for example, the the Rambam writes the following language in Hilchas and The Rambam says, he's comparing and contrasting uh, 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 a Bezdin that's paskning with a Bezdin that's facilitating a pshara. And these are the words of the Rambam. The Rambam says, That there is something even more powerful, I guess you can say, in terms of Bezdin functioning as a pshara Bezdin as opposed to a psak bezin, and the Rambam says, when it's psak, you need at least three people. When it comes to pshara, a bezin doesn't have to be three; it could even be two. But the very fact that the Rambam is comparing and contrasting these two scenarios, it means that they're that they're that they're fundamentally similar. You can't comp- it's apples and oranges. Otherwise, you know what I mean. So if, if uh, in other words, if you were to go with the other approach of the Rishonim, that Bezdin when a Pshar is, when they're working through a compromise, they're not functioning as a Bezdin Bechlal. They're just facilitating a compromise. So then then you wouldn't be able to say, well, you know, a Bezdin of Pshak, you know, compares and contrasts to the Bezdin of Pshar. They're not a Bezden of Pshar. It's Bechlal, not, not a Bezdin of Pshar. They're just a bunch of people now being being asked to facilitate a pshar. The fact that the Rambam compares them and says, well, you have a bezin of Psak, and that has certain qualities, certain halachas. And you have a bezdin of Psara, and it has slightly different halachas. The very fact that he's comparing the two and saying that the similarities and differences already means that they're, that they're fundamentally similar. I'll give you another example. The Yerushalmi says clearly, the Yerushalmi in Sanhedrin says Mafurish that that a bezdin for pshara goes with the rules of Mahatas. Now Again, as the Rishonim themselves pointed out, Achar Mahatis is a is a rule that applies when Bezdin is functioning as a Bezdin. So Yeshamim says Mafurish that 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 the halacha of Achar Mahatis applies to Pshara as well. And so this is where the Ramah is coming from. So, so that's the, that's what we have so far. So we have Machlokis Rishonim. Fundamentally, what is what is happening when a Pshara is taking place? When a compromise is being worked through, is this something that is really fundamentally uh, being done? You know, again, Reuven and Shimon can't. They, they they may not be able to talk to each other because of all their back, all their you know inyanim. So, uh, so these three Dayanim are talking on behalf of Reuven and Shimon, but they're not functioning as a bezdin. This is really Reuven and Shimon's inyan that we're just we're just facilitating for them, and we're speaking on their behalf, and we're trying to sort of you know play both sides of the field to make everyone as happy as possible. But this is not a bezdin inyan. This is a Reuven and Shimon deke inyan. They can't talk to each other, so we have to talk for them. That's one side, but again, the Rambam and the Rishalmi say not like that. No, the the halach is that bezdin, even when they're doing upshara, they're functioning as bezdin, and the rules of acher apply. All the rules of bezdin apply. This is a this is a uh, this is a uh, 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 you know uh, this is an Indian that bezdin is doing. They're not just facilitating a conversation between two people that can't talk to each other. They are doing their thing just like a regular psak. That once this situation is presented to Bezdin, Reuven and Shimon quiet. Now it's us. That's exactly what's happening with Abshar. Okay. The problem is, how do we understand the conceptually? What is the main role of Bezdin? What is Bezdin about? Bezdin is about Emes. Bezdin is about clarifying the truth. Isn't that the main function of Bezdin? Be- the whole function of Bezdin is. I don't know what's going on. What's the truth? Uh, like this, like that. So people come to Bezdin in order to get the truth. So if you tell me. If you tell me, and and, and and what is a compromise? Compromise is not the truth. Compromise is not Emma's. Emma's is that this guy doesn't, is, if this guy's owed anything, it's not just a $1,000. And maybe he's not owed anything. And maybe, maybe he's owed $2,000, maybe he's not owed anything. He's definitely not owed just $1,000. <laughs> By its very definition, a compromise is not emistic. So mainly you want to tell me that outside of Besden, or when Besden is not acting as Besden, there's an ending of making a compromise for Shalom. I get it, I understand. But once you're, but but if if you're in Bezdin and Bezdin is functioning as Besdin, then they're not getting to the truth. How do we, how do we wrap our heads around? Isn't isn't the, isn't the 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 basic function and the basic body of Bezdin a, a body that's there in order to clarify truth, in order to get the truth? So this whole thing. So so again, the fact that Bezdin has to, like we said before, that they have to give an option of shara. Or maybe they even have to push Pshar. Okay, I hear that. If when Pshar is is taking place, they're not Bezdin anymore. Okay. So it's sort of saying, like, are you sure you want to go, you want to come to Besdin? It's like Bezdin is saying that, but like, are you sure you want to do this? Do you want us to put on our Bezdin coats? Okay. But what we said, what we have an interesting thing is that again, from the Rishami and the Rambam, they said that, that Pshar is also a function of Besdin. And the rules of al hatayz apply. Majority rule applies. It's is a function of bezdin, and this is a pella. How can we? How can we understand that bezdin, whose whose the the, the the essential body, the, the essential definition of bezdin is is a, is a is a is a place or is a, a body that's there in order to find emes, in order to clarify truth, in order to get to mishpat. That's the, it's called bate mishpat. It's called chaysh mishpat. That's what it's all about. So how could it be that pshara that a compromise? Which is the Khar, not mishpah, not MS at all, is a function of bezden. Again, I understand it could be something that's outside of business function. And they can say, sort of like, let's, you know, let's try to compromise before we before we put on our bezden hats. But if we are wearing our bezden hats, that itself could we could also do a pshara. How do we make sense of this? Okay. Nigla, complicated part is done. Okay, now let's move into the complicated Nista. Uh, okay. So I've mentioned this idea a number of times, a number of a number of different occasions, but let's talk about it in a, in a particular way tonight. So there's such a thing as MS, as and there's such a thing as shakar. Such a thing as MS, such a thing as Shaker. There is a truth, right? Like in this case of Reuven and Shemon. What's the truth? Does Reuven know the money? Does he not know the money? <laughs> it's black and white. We we might not know what the truth is, but there is a truth. There is a truth. But there is such a thing, there's such a thing as Shaker, there's such a thing as Amos. But in the Sarmu we find there's such a thing as emes l'amitay. emes l'amitay. We find, it's interesting, in Tanakh, we find languages like this, where there's different gradations, <laughs> different madragas of truth. There's something that's called svas emes tichayn la'ad. Svas emes means the edge of truth. It's a funny language, the edge of truth, manushach. Is it emes or is it not? Emes is pretty, by its very definition, black and white. Evidently, from Tyra, there's such a phenomenon, there's, there's different levels of emes. There's different levels of emas. There's such a thing that's called even svas emas, even even a corner of truth, the edge of truth. It's a, a little bit true. And then there's such a thing as emis. But there's also such a thing that's called emis l'amitai. So what does this mean when we find in the Sermon emes l'amitai? I'll give you an example. Chazal say a like this. Chazal say, kol dayan. It's by Dayanis. The Gemara says, kol dayan shedon din emis l'amitai. If a dayan is able not to get to the truth, but he's able to get to the emas l'amitai, says the Gemara, then such a person is like a shutif with the rabbanu in creation of the world, such a thing. Emis lamita. What does it mean emis lamita exactly? If, if, if all Chazal mean is that a bezna gets to the truth of whether Reuven owes the money or not, that's emis. What does it mean emis lamita? Okay, so let me share with you. Let me share with you some words that we find from the Red Rashab. Of Lubavitch, this is uh, it's in many mamorim, but this the particular Lushanis I'm going to quote from you is in your tough Rishon Ches. Listen to what he says. I, I'll, I'll explain outside, but I need to to start off with the Rebbe's language because he's going to do better. So he says like this: Yeshnei mine deyes. There are two levels of das. There are two ways to see reality. There are two madrigas to reality itself, to existence itself. There's something that's called das elyon. And this one is called Das Tachtan, higher consciousness, lower consciousness. Uh, What does it mean, higher consciousness versus lower consciousness? So Das Tachtan, in the Sermak Daesh, we find there's other ways to describe this. Other languages is Yehuda Yilav versus Yehuda Tata. Let's go with the simple one first, Yehuda Tata or Das Tachtan, the lower Das. Lower Das means that that there's a world that we live in, a world that we live in that has many different Aspects to it, many different, uh, many different uh, uh, types of experiences, very different from each other. Sunday is different than Monday. Monday is different than Tuesday. A lot of differences. There's things that are right, things that are wrong, <clears throat> things that are good, things that are bad. There's all sorts of stuff, and there's also physical, and there's something that's called spiritual. There's all different things, all different things. That's what's called. The way we experience reality down here, and we believe as Mameen, 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 that everything that we experience in this multifaceted, multicolored, even somewhat contradictory world, it's all coming from one God. The Rabbanish created all of this, okay? Now we believe the Rabbanish created all of this, and once He created it, so now, okay, now we're able to go and we do, and that's that's called Das Tachtin. That's called Das Tachtein. Das Tachtin is the arena in which a person is responsible to find emes, to find truth. Because this is a world where there is emes, there is truth, there is the Darach Atayr, there is the Darach Havayda, there's a way to serve the Rabbani Shalom, there are things that we're supposed to do, and there are things that are shaker, there are things that are false, there are things that are simply not true. There are lies, there are traps in life, there is, uh, you know, there is trap doors, there are, there are places that you can go, that you can, you know, fall off the map. There's emes and there's shaker. And the job of a person in Das Tachtein is to find emes and to mekashi yourself to emes and to go with that and to, and to find that. But said the, Rebbe, the Roshav like this, when the definition of emes though means that there's a possibility of sheker. Right? That, that, that's what it means. Emes means when I say something that's truth automatically in your mind, that means, well, that means that there's at least a possibility of sheker. And I'm saying this is true. Said the Rebbe Rashab, whenever you have a reality where even if you choose one path, but the other path, the other and the other path is opposed to this path, there's two things that are opposing to each other, and it happens to be you're choosing one. That's but that's not Ames That's not Ames Whenever there is Hisnagdus, whenever there's opposition from one, one reality to another reality, from one experience to another experience, whenever there's differences and the differences clash with each other, that you have to choose which path you're going to decide to live with, it might be that you'll choose the path of truth. But the very definition, the very fact that there's a, that there's a possibility of choice and, and the two options that are presented before you oppose each other and are opposites from each other and cannot be unified, that means it's MS, not MS lamita. What's the definition of emeslamitay? Seder HaRashav, emeslamitay means such a scenario, such a situation, where despite the fact that there are differences, the differences are not misnagi to each other. They're not opposed to each other. Somehow they complement each other. When you have a scenario where there are two different options and they fight with each other and you have to choose one, even if you choose correctly, that's not emeslamitay. <laughs> to live a life of Mitai means that even if you make a choice, but you're not saying no to the other choice. The other choice is not truly opposed to what you, the path that you're on. It, comp- it, it complements the path that you're on, in fact. Said the Rebbe the life that we live, the experiences that we have, this is a world of emes. This is a world of emes. In others, the life that we live is that there's a lot of paths in life, and they do oppose each other, and you have to just make a choice of which path you're going to go on. And the path that you choose, hopefully, is the right one, and the path that you avoid is the, hopefully the path that's that checker But at best, what you can choose is amis, because l'meisa in this world of in this world where there's many paths and they're opposed to each other, that's the best we can do. But said the rabbi Shab, there's such a thing as called das elyon. Das elyon means the higher perspective, a perspective of reality that's all, that's almost divine in its in its in its perspective, and it's almost something that a human being cannot even. Comprehend intellectually. Das elyon means that not only see das tahten is there's a lot of paths. Some lead to the right, some lead to the left, and 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 the and as you continue on in those paths, you're getting farther and farther away from each other. They are mesnagit to each other. They oppose to each other. You just got to make the right choice. That's called das tahten. All but it happens to be even in das tahten we believe that both of these paths have been. Put there by their abundance. One path was put there for you to choose, and one path was put there to, for you to avoid. But they're different. What's Das Eliyah? Das Eliyah means Shema Yisrael Hashem, Shema Kina Shema Das Eliyah means that even though what you see are two different paths, one to the left and one to the right, but beneath all of that, what came before creation is still as true after creation. What was before creation? Before creation, all well, there was was the Rabbani His The infinite light of God encompassed all things. And there was no difference between left or right. It was all just, there was no left and right. So now the Rabbani creates a left and right. Did anything true, so, so what happened to that? So, so how did that happen? So Das Tachtan, lower consciousness says, well, okay, the light of Hashem, the all-encompassing, unifying light of Hashem is no longer here. And what's now here is left and right. and You've got to make the right choice. Das Elyon says it's true that there's a left and right, but that does not mean that left and right replaced or took this, took the place of God's infinite light. What left and right did was, was it was placed within a universe that's still full of God's light to give nuance, to give perspective, to give a deeper appreciation of the complexity of how of of who God is. Em Islam that thats called emeslamita. Emeslamita means to live in such a way and to have the faith that even though your eyes tell you that left is different than right, and if you take left, you keep on going left, you're not going to get to where right brings you. Das Elian says that that cannot be. It cannot be because it must be if the Rebbeinu Shalom before creation filled all this place with one unifying, with one unifying presence. That must still be true. I, there's a left and there's a right. It must be that even left brings you to God, and even and right also brings you to God. I, you don't see it like that? That's because we're not living M. Islamita. But M. Islamita says that there, there that despite the fact that there is a difference between left and right, and don't get me wrong, there's still a difference between left and right, but they ultimately are both part of one bigger system, one bigger unity, giving different expressions to that unity. Give different, giving different Different uh, nuances to how deep God is before creation. If one were to say about the Rebbeinu, you'd just say God is amazing. But after creation, now we really know how amazing God is because look at all the differences that still come from one God and still go, and are still part of one God. That's truly amazing. Before creation, you you would have said God is one, but you don't. But we wouldn't have been able to appreciate how one God is. The only way to appreciate how deeply one God is is by having a world that's so not one, and yet it's still part of one God. That's one. That's Mamash one. So Das Tachtan means a world that there's emes and shaker, and you choose emes, and you avoid shaker. And the Das Elyon means that you still try to choose the right path or the wrong path, but at the same time you realize that even the wrong path is ultimately not a, not a, a, not in a force against the right path these are all part these are all part of the breed that the bushman created and god wants us for every reason to choose this particular path of emes and to avoid the path of Shakur but not because the path of Shakur is without god and not to say because the path of, of because any other path is outside of his domain it's all part of his domain he wants us to choose this path and the other path will will be there, you know, un, uh, let, let all weeds grow in that path, you know, let it just become overrun with weeds. And the Rabbani Shulim will show at the end how it's Hashem Echel. And even the Yetzirah and all the difficulties that we avoided were all part of him as well, just to, and they were there in order to bring out, to bring out the good choice within ourselves. But it wasn't something that was there opposed to us. Even the Yitzhara Chazal say ultimately will be shown to be a Malach that the are sent into the world in order to bring out the good within people. If there was no Sahara then there's no Yitzertayif. If there's no left, then there's no right. So there's no. It's not a real opposition to each other. We still have to make the right choice. But but even evil is there in order to give context to good. So how evil then? So so, so then even evil is still part of the context of their Rebbe Shem's universe, it's still there to facilitate a revelation of Emes, a revelation of Echad. That's called Emes lamita. In the language of the, language of the Rabbi shavi says like this, Das Elyon, Hu Bechines Emes lamita. Das Elyon means Emes Lamitay. Whenever you have a, a, an experience where there is a snagdus, where there's an opposition, and they're fundamentally opposed to each other, and this has nothing to do with that, left and right are completely opposite, completely different, that's not the truth of truths. the day hamitis, but the truest perspective the em hidas is the highest the higher das because that's a perspective that that everything is still part of god's universe that god's presence encompasses all things which means that even even ra even the place of the ateara is still god is still there and it's still part of his domain and he's still running the show in that case as well which does two things it gives you it gives it gives hope for those that have that have taken the wrong path that they're not out of the program number one and number two it also ultimately will show the depth of how deep the rabbin shalom's jurisdiction is that even things that in, that for thousands of years have seemed to oppose his presence and oppose his unity are still part of his unity and ultimately, even a path, if, 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 a that yid picks, that picks the wrong path, is ultimately going to lead. Somehow, in some way, he's going to get to the finish line. Kicking and screaming, crawling, he'll get to the finish line. And ultimately, somehow, the tikkun will take place through the path that he chose. Now this, again, this obviously opens up a very big discussion. Okay, so why does the Rabbani Shalom care if we choose the path of good over the other path? Allah is, we still have to do that. It's not for now why. That's a sugev by itself. But al this is what M. Islamita means. He says in this lower level of consciousness. So he says yesh There's opposition. Ayin is menagila yesh. Yesh menagila ayin. Rukhnis and gashmiy are opposed to each other. It's all different, conflicting forces. You have to choose. You have to choose truth. When it comes to the higher unity, It's all one. It all comes from one. It will ultimately leads to one. And it's even in the middle. It's just giving nuance new giving ones giving flavor different colors different uh, uh different movements to that oneness but it's all ultimately one that's das Elyon, das Tata now let's understand <sighs> this reality of das Elyon is not something that we can live with consciously it's not something necessarily that we can uh, again it's, it's das Elian it's M islamita it's not when you're when you're in the in in that in that fork in the road and you have to make the, the decision. So in Nishbetza, it's, it's taught very much that when you're in that moment of making the decision, you have to believe very much that this path takes you to the right place and this path takes you completely to the wrong place. If at that moment, you begin to, to think about chishba'yness of Das Al-Yin, it's going to confuse the person. So a person at that moment, it, it, living in this world, we have to make our decisions based on Das Ta'chta. But, but, Das Elyon functions in two ways. Number one, Das Elyon, das the higher level of Emes Lamitai, is a truth that will be revealed with the coming of Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, what's the difference between this world and the next world? In the next world, the, the, what's going to be revealed is that everything that was ever that ever happened in, in our life, every path that was ever taken by yid, whether at the moment it seemed left or at the moment it seemed right, Mashiach is going to reveal that even though even though Taka was left and Taka was right, but they're both ultimately part of the same Galgalach Haizer. They're all part of the same unity. So now we function with primarily Das Tachtei, and the coming of Mashiach, we're going to we're going to look back, and it'll be shown to us how mice, everything we were doing was still within the context of Das Tachtei, and a person that that Chassid made the wrong choices, he'll just be shown that he was just taking the path of Tshuva. Just take a bath of tshuva. Like I mentioned this before, in the Zohar Kaddish it says that when in Shemayim, by the Kisi Kovid, when the sudden wants to come and prosecute against the Jew, by the Kisi covet, it says in the Zohar Kodesh, the sudden is not allowed to say that Ploiny did na'vera. The Zohar Kaddish says that the sudden, by the Kisi Ya'aqovid, has to say the following lashan Ploiny has an opportunity to do tshuva. That's the lashan the sudden has to use. So what's pshat with that? What's another abundance doesn't want to, it's like, it's, it's not nice, it's, not, it's politically incorrect to say the guy did na'vera. The guy did na'vera. Yeah. by the Kisei Covid, that's the place of Das Elyon and Das Elyon says yeah the guy did the wrong thing but he wasn't the wrong thing he's choosing the Mahalach of Tshuva so you, you, you know you can't do that when you're in the fork when you're in the fork of the road right because then uh, you know you have to be, the Tahit tzaddik. we take an oath before we come into this world and we take an oath that says become a Tzadik doesn't say to become about but lemaisa." After the fact, or when Mashiach comes, it's going to be revealed that the choices that we made were either tzadik or bal tshuva. but they're both leading to elikus. They're both part of elikus. That's called das elyin. <clears throat> Not only, and, and there's two reasons why this is. Number one, because the bal was sent to the world in order for what? In order to, in order to pave the way for Yemaisa Mashiach. If Yemaisa Mashiach is a das elyin consciousness. It means that even right now, that we we can't we can't say it. You can't say it, and your decisions can't be based on it. But the but you but but by the Balshentev, there's an Indian of having in the back of your mind of knowing of knowing in the back of your mind, not consciously and not saying it, but mole, but but looking at other yidin with such a perspective, and knowing when it comes to other yidden and moments when you're not mamish in a fork in the road, to think to yourself das Elyin. So, by the way, the Balsham—it's not a true that the moment of choice, when that decision has to be made, you have to believe very much in your own free will and the and the difference between left and right. But at that moment, when there's no moment of of, of nisayin, you're sitting back and you're just contemplating, and you have just uh, you're sitting in traffic, whatever. So the Balsham to them, the void is to get to the Baal Shem. Not only so the, and, and not only is that true because then on, on a spiritual sense you're at paving the way for Yumayim Mashiach. You're, you're getting closer to that Mashiach consciousness. We find in the Soma that even drawing a little bit of that, that post-Mashiach light into your life will also give you a little bit of a help, even in the decisions that you're going to make in Das Tachta. Let me give you an example. There's a tar from Lukuter Maran in Cheilak Al of Simintas. Rabbi Nachman is talking about a person that wants the daven. A person wants to daven. Davening, Rabbi Nachman says in that Torah test, davening is a moment of trying to trying to pick M's over Shaker. Right? Why? What's davening? Davening basically is trying to believe in, in Pratis. It's trying to believe that everything in your life is from Hashem, guided by Hashem. That Teva is not the one that's in charge, not the power that's in charge. It's a cho- you're, you're making a choice. You're taking a path. In other words, you're you're deciding Amuna versus heresy. That's what davening is. In a certain sense, davening is like it's like a din Torah. Says in pasuk, "Vayame pincas vayefalal." That Pinchas stood up and he made a din Torah. Says the Gemara, "Vayefal also is lashon tefilah." So it says, "V'rinachim in sim and teshuvan lekutim eran." Davening is already a bechina of emes. You're trying to find MS and avoid shaker. But says V'rinachim like this: Sometimes kishadim oymel esbal. Sometimes when you stand to daven, as I boy machshav is a klipas from saven. I say sometimes you don't know. You you don't. You're you're so confused. The situation is so confusing that I don't know what I, I can't I can't get myself to see the truth anymore. I can't get myself to daven like what. So I I would love to be able to to give into to throw myself into davening to really choose a muna, choose a muna, and choose goodness and be mechazik myself into and, and to you know uh, you know to to, to Inspire within myself a desire to learn more, and to, start, to start in my avoda. I know that I'm supposed to do that, but I just can't. I, I can't. I can't find the, the. I can't find the doorway to that path. I just can't find it. I'm completely confused. I him and minis. I, I don't know what to do. So the guy. So it's an interesting position. The guy's. The guy is supposed to be making the right choice at that moment. He's. He's supposed to be making the right choice. He's supposed to be going right and not left. And he bets and wants to, but he can't. He's a He's all full of bilbulim himself. And maybe he doesn't know what the truth is. So said Rebbe Nachman like this. What's the Eitzah? should know. Shadei emes l'amitai. By at that moment connecting yourself to the truest truth, to emes l'amitai, you'll be able to find the opening to find emes. In other words, says Rebbe Nachman, at that moment, think to yourself and meditate upon the very fact that even in your Bilbul, even in your manias, even in your confusion, even in the cloud that's in your head that's stopping you from finding the truth, their abundance was also there. Their abundance was also there. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, what is that? Is that truth? No, it's not truth. That's emislamita. It's emislamita. Because Emma says, their tr- the abundance is light, and their abundance is not uh, in darkness, and their abundance is in mitzvahs, not in their abundance is in amuna, not in teva. And that's the path that you want to choose. The guy wants a and He wants to be able to say about himself that he is holding in emes. But he can't find it. He's, he's still stuck in Babulum and Meneas. He can't, he can't get himself to daven. He can't get himself to choose the right path. So what does he do? Ironically, he says, Nachman, you know what's going to give you the strength to find the path of truth? By tasting a little bit of emes lamitai to undermine the, str- the foothold of sheker. Because what happens with am Islamita? The Yitzar feels very strong with this guy, right? The Yitzar is mamish, like, encompassing his head. His head is all confused. And that's what the Yitzar is doing. The Yitzar is feeling very positive and very confident about itself. And what is this guy's approach until this point? He's fighting against the Yitzar. He's fighting, 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 trying to, trying to get out of the, the headlock that the Yitzar has him in. So what's the 8 says of Stop trying to get out of the headlock. Like, sweep him from the feet. Like, try to trip the 8 Notice, connect yourself at least for a moment to that concept of M. lamitai, And by connecting a little bit to M. lamitai, it the E his entire space that he's occupying, his his very existence it, 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 it is undermined. And then in that moment of, of where the Etsar doesn't have strength anymore because you just undermined his existence by realizing that everything is still still part of God's of God's oneness, then now you, you've broken free. And now that you've broken free, now choose MS. Because again, you're still living pre-Mashiach, so you still have to choose emes. But how do you choose emes? How do you break free from that cloud that sometimes stops us from finding truth? Is by connecting to the truth of all truths, and then coming back down and having that moment of, after that moment of clarity, and then choosing emes. That's the that's the insight. So we have this idea that our Avaida in this world is emes, emes over shaker. When Mashiach comes, there's going to be an Indian of emes lamita, and that's going to be the primary avoda. You might say Mashiach is to embrace fully a consciousness of Emes Islamita that everything is still the Rabbani Shalom, everything was, is, and will be God. And everything that seemed to be opposed to him during Gaulis was really just giving, was just there to give an even more depth and nuance to how amazing God God's oneness is. That even though things seem opposed to him, it's still part of him. That's Emes Lamita. So when Mashiach comes, it's going to shift from Emes to Emes Islamita. But says bin but you should know that even before Mashiach comes, sometimes in order to give you the ability to choose MS, you have to be Makashi yourself at least for a moment to MS Lamita. That's what you find. Let's go back. This is all exactly what's going on by a Bezdin. Like I said, what is the function of Bezdin? Bezdin, the this is to find MS. Reuven and Shimon come to Bezdin. Where's the truth? So it's either this or it's that. That's MS. But then there's a new music that, that Chazal have revealed to us, which is not clear in Tyra, but it's a musik of Tarshbal, which is called Pshara. And we said, in the Rambam and the Rishalmi that they said that Pshara is not just something that Reuven and Shimon are doing on their own and Bezdin is just facilitating. This is a Bezdin inyan. So yes, what does it mean? Bezdin is about finding truth. What's Pshara? Pshara is not truth. Pshara is a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know what Pshara is? Pshara is emislamitai. Pshara is emislamitai. Because until now you had two misnagdim, you had Reuven against Shimon, and they're fighting with each other. And Emes acknowledges his nagdas. Emes says, "Listen, this guy is not that guy. <laughs> it's either this or it's that." And Emes says, "Okay, you have to pick the right. You have to go to the right path. That's called p'sach." But a p'shar, what's a p'shar? P'shar is they're both right. Or the p'shar means emes lamita, where we're not recognizing anymore, despite the differences. Of course, it's still Reuven and Shimon. But pshara is a halacha that is a reflection, it's an emanation, it's a manifestation of this spiritual truth that's called emes Lamita. From a perspective of emes Lamita, Reuven and Shimon are both saying the same thing. They're both agreeing to each other. How they both agree. This guy's saying chai, this guy's saying pater. Emes Lamita says it's all, they're all moving to the same place. If you all come from the same place, they're all moving to the same place. Reuven and Shimon and Bezdin don't just are not just Reuven and Shimon. They represent all opposition. They represent emes and shaker. They represent toiv and ra. And pshara is a giloy of emes lamita, that even toiv and ra are both coming from the same place and ultimately lead to the same place. And this is why Bezdin will never be able to force pshara on people. Because before Mashiach comes, emes lamitai is not the consciousness that we can do when uh, when, when when a decision has to be made when a decision has to be made in front of you, when there's a, an actual Nisayan, there's a rovin and Shimon in front of you, there's no, that, that, that's not, that, that then then the the, the, the conscious, verbal, uh, official program that we're on is Das Tachtan, which is, we find Emes. But comes the Yishalmi and the Bavli and say, but hold on, but there is such a thing, there is a truth of Em Islamita. And that truth of Eben Islamita is going to be the primary union in with the coming of Mashiach. And says the Rashalmi, like we start in the beginning, the Rashalmi said, and the Bavli said, right before the Din Torah, you have to present both possibilities. What's the sin of presenting both possibilities? What's the what? what, what? It's a funny mitzvah, right? The Gemara said there's a mitzvah to make pshara. What does that mean? Says the Bavli, not to actually push it, but it means present the possibility. Is is it a mitzvah? or Is it not? The answer is the sight of pshara is a a, 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 a a light that's coming from Yomayim and the Bavli. One of the differences between Bavli and Yushalmi, as I mentioned many times, is that Bavli is very gullistic, and Yushalmi is more Guladic, which means that the Yushalmi is going to be much more comfortable acknowledging, recognizing, and even pushing to a certain degree the meichin, the consciousness of Mashiach. And therefore, according to the Yushalmi, we might not be able to force Pshara upon people, because Lama'is of Mashiach is in here, but we certainly will promote it we certainly will try to convince them to make pshar. Because the Ushalmi is already, the Meichen is a little bit of, uh, very much the Indian of bringing Mashiach, of bringing Mashiach to the forefront. And the Gemara says in Ksubis, as we know, that although we want Mashiach, we have to do everything we can to bring Gula, but we can't force it. So whenever it comes to this inyan of the Meichen of Gulah, it's always this subtlety. It's always this subtle approach of Neshamists that are Guladik have to be Guladik. But they can't force it, and the Yeshalmi is a gula Dikin and because of that, the Yeshalmi very much wants to promote Pshara, because Pshara is Maseh Islamita. That's a, mish- that's, that's a post-Mashiach of Maseh But we can't force it. The world is not hold- we're not holding by Mashiach yet. But the but the but the responsibility of the Yeshalmi and those Nishamas that are that are sort of neshamas, neshamas, neshamas that are, are primarily sent to the world. For in order to pave the way for Gula, those neshamas have to be promoting pshara. They have to be promoting emes lamitai. They can't force it, just like we don't force Gula. But to promote it, avada we will. The bavli is a different type of neshama. A bavli is a neshama of galas. The neshama of galas is a neshama that doesn't have much shaykhis to the of Gula. Their avadah is emes versus sheker. But like Rabbi Nachman said though, even in order to make the proper choices of emes over shaker, sometimes there's such bulbulim that you have to remind yourself of emes Lamita in order to 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 release yourself from this from this from the from the headlock of the etzara to at least give you breathing room to then make the right choice. So the Bavli says we're not going to promote pshara, but you have to present it in the beginning of the entire You have to tell the two litigants you have the option of pshara. What's the zinnian? The reason is, is because in Pinimus, that's what, the, what Bezin is doing at that moment, is that, again, Bezin, are, these are not just three people talking to Reuven and Shemin. This is something else going on. This is the Avaida of Nishmas Israel. This is the Avaida of, of the Jewish people, Bechalal, dealing with the complexity and the confusion of this world, of trying to deal with Gawas. And says the Bavli, the Avaida is psak. The Avaida is to get to Emes. Das Elyon, that's for Mashiach Zeit, and Bavli is not Mashiach But even Bavli agrees, you need moments in life and moments in time to raise above the constraints of Das Tachtan in order to give you the strength to then deal with Das Tachtin. So before the Dentaira starts, you tell the, the Reuven and Shimon, you have the option of Shara. And by even saying those words, you have the option of Shara, it means that now you just brought a little bit of that moichen of emes into the world, and by bringing a little bit of emes now there's perspective. Now there's, 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 there's some, the, you know, there, there's, there's a moment to breathe for a second without being overwhelmed by the Yitzhar, and then Reuven and Shu can make their, then, then Bezdin can go and make the psak and say what emes is over Shekhar. So this is what's going on. So what, what we're seeing from over here is that the whole halacha of Pshar over here and the function of Bezdin to deal with Pshara is boiling down to and what we're learning over here is that there's two types of nishams. and this is a this is a maftah to understand a lot of different honogas of different tzadikim and even within one's own self sometimes like this and sometimes like that there are there is such a thing as a neshama that's at rooted in sheikh and such a neshama is going to be someone that although he's living in a world that still das tachtendik but this is a person whose primary consciousness, when he's not forced to deal with Das Tachtayim, he's automatically going to be going to Das Elyon. That's the type of tari he learns about. That's the type of tari he talks about. That's, that's where his neshama is rooted. He can't force it. He can't force it. He can't force it on other people either. But it is what it is. He's a Das Elyon Dekka Neshama. That's the Yishalmi. And the Yishalmi therefore promotes Pshara. Promotes Pshara. Whereas they have another type of nesham, which is that, which is Talmud Bavli, and the Talmud Bavli looks at that other guy. The, the first nesham says uh, you're, you're you're living in the clouds. It's not, reality is Emeth versus shaker, and that's and that's true. And therefore, the Bavli does not promote Peshar. We don't promote Peshar. But even the Bavli, and this is an akuda, that even the Bavli has to agree that before the dintel starts, you have to mention Peshar. You have to mention Peshar. because in order to have the ability to even navigate Emeth through shaker you got to have the perspective that there's going to be gula. You have to believe that at the end of the day, everything is going to be worked out in order to give you the confidence to, to deal with the decision that's in front of you. Otherwise, you'll be overwhelmed by the responsibility. You'll be overwhelmed by it. You'll be, you'll be paralyzed by it. So even Bavli has to concede that there's moments like this. Those that have sensitive ears will hear in this the very, very basic difference in the Pnei between the gra and the Balshantav. The whole thing of the Balshantav is what we're talking about in the Yushalmi, which is to promote p'shara, to promote p'shara. Whereas the Vil the Vil Nagain's is the Nisham that's rooted in Bavli. And because of that, the Indian of, of meditating on Enai Melvadai is not the main Avaida in the world of the Vil But even the Vil and Rabbi Chaim writes this in Nevesh even the Vel is maskim, 100%, that twice a day, every single day, twice a day, we say Shema'i Soshamaki Nisham Says Rabbi Chaim you know why? Because you have, there has to be that at least twice a day you remind yourself that there's such a thing as dasal. to give why, to give you the ability to then navigate the rest of the day, which is going to be dasda'chli. you need that perspective to give you the strength to then deal with the psak, and that's exactly she to the Bavli present pshara as an option, and then you go with the psak. You gotta be. You gotta bring the meichin of pshara a little bit into the frame in order to give the the, the, the ability to deal with the with the with the Psaka, of finding ms over shaker. No. The, the, with with these types of vinyana, we begin to see how taka the, these these big differences that we have between uh, Baal and the Vlugayin and different types of sdeikim throughout the generations. They're not as big. They're not as different as 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 we, as we think. They're all. It's just. It's just different, 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 uh, different types of neshamas. That's all it is. Neshamas that are primarily sent to the world to deal with gullus, to deal with das taftay, or neshamas that are primarily sent to the world to bring us to das and they complement each other. You can't get to, to Mashiach unless you work through gullus, and you can't really work through gullus unless you have a little bit of a light of Mashiach. They complement each other. Pshar and din, both functions of best. Rebbe Nachum to find the ms within ourselves. Choose ms. But always remember that the path of Emes, Bez Hashem, has to lead the person to Emes Lamita. She's like to experience that. <laughs>